0: all across america and around the world this is veterans radio this is veterans radio and now your host for today's program dale thronberry
1: and welcome to veterans radio my name is dale Throneberry, a cw-2 helicopter type pilot vietnam 1969. welcome to our program today it's all about benefits so we encourage you to give us a call if you have any questions for our crew here today. The number is 734-822-1600, 734-822-1600. A um, couple of things we're going to be talking about uh, today are upcoming events at the uh, local uh VA Medical Center, Charles S. Kettles VA Healthcare Center. Uh We're going to be talking about some questions that have been sent to us. Um, over the last week or so, uh, one was an incarcerated veteran. Another one was from, um, elderly and it wasn't me, but it was <laughs> older veterans. I was <laughs> I had to change that word. And, um, so we're going to try to address those issues for you today. So we want to make sure that you, uh, you know, if you're, if you have any questions, the other thing we're going to be doing is constantly pounding on you to register with the VA healthcare system because Anybody who has a DD-214, an honorable discharge, you can get the benefits. Assuming you qualify, obviously. And maybe there's some health care issues that you can get taken care of. And, you know, maybe you, you know, worked in business for 100 years and had health care all along the way. And then you retired and you suddenly find out that your health insurance isn't so good anymore. Maybe we can help you out. So that's what we want to try and do today is to to let you know what is available to you. So that number again, 734-822-1600. Um, before we get into the answering those questions, I got to make sure that we thank our sponsors. We cannot do this program without their support and we greatly appreciate them over the years, the last 20 years. One sponsor has been with us pretty much for the whole 20 years. The they're kind of going in and out, but this one is our favorite, and that's Legal Help for Veterans. And Legal Help for Veterans specializes in veterans' disability claims. So give Legal Help for Veterans a call at 800-693-4800, or you can go to their website. That's legalhelpforveterans.com. The National Veterans Business Development Council, better known as NVBDC, is the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses. For more information about them, go to their website. That's nvbdc.org or give them a call at 888-237-8433. If you want to do business with the federal government and you are a veteran-owned business, you got to prove it. And these are the folks that can help you prove it. So we encourage you to do that. Uh, the Charles S. Kettles VA Medical Center here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. For more information about them, you can go to va.gov slash Ann Arbor Healthcare. Uh, we also want to make sure that we thank our local veterans organizations for their longtime support. They're the ones that got us on the air in the first place. This would be the Irwin Press Corner American Legion post 46 and the Charles S. Kettles Vietnam Veterans of America chapter 310, both of Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you'd like to become a sponsor or you just want to support Veterans Radio, you can go to our website. That's veteransradio.org. Click on the Donate button or click on the Sponsor button, and with all the information that you need is there. Um, if you want to ask me about it, you can send me an email, email to dale, D-A-L-E, at veteransradio.org. So, that opens that up. So, let me introduce our guests uh, today, our regular crew members. Uh, number one is Brian Hayes, and Brian is the Public Relations Director extraordinaire for the Ann Arbor VA Center Healthcare Center, and um, that's our Charles S. Kettles VA Healthcare Center. So, Brian, welcome back. Thank you. I and mean, your title keeps getting bigger and bigger, so I, you know I don't know what it.
2: <laughs> it just it just means I'm the, the the mouthpiece of the VA. That's all I mean.
1: There you go. There you go. Well, you've been you've been there a while now, so you we we, are, we assume that you are an expert. And also on the line right now is a retired Brigadier General United States Air Force, um, our contact uh, uh, with legal help for veterans. And that's a retired general, as I say, Carol Ann Falzone. General, welcome back.
3: Good afternoon, Dale and Brian. Uh, Thank you very much.
1: Well, it's a privilege to have both of you on the program because, you know, this is this is what we try to do, you know, we really want to make sure that our veteran listening audience knows what's available to them because, you know, sometimes, you know, I can remember going through basic training or flight school. I can't remember which one it was, you know, they said, you know, there's always that 10% that never gets the message. And so we're just keep, you know, pounding it in and repeating our message through, you know, sign up for the VA, get your health benefits. If you're qualified for some disability, you can do that as well. So, Brian, tell us what's going on at the Charles S. Kettles VA Healthcare Center.
2: Um, hey, guys. It's good to be back. Uh, mainly, you know, we have a few events coming up uh, focusing on our veterans. You know, we've got uh, coming up next Saturday on the 2nd of March, uh, we're going to be at our Canton Clinic, the uh, Major General Oliver W. Dillard VA Clinic in Canton. Um, and in that event, we're going to be doing the uh, Veteran Resource and Enrollment Fair. So we're going to have 20 experts there to answer benefits questions, go through anything that you need them to look at, uh, we're answering questions about health care, you name it. We're going to have experts there to talk about it. I think we've even got NCA coming there next week, National Cemetery Administration. So they'll be along. Um, and that'll be from 10 until 2 next Saturday. Uh, so drop by, you know, if you're in the area and you live in the Canton area, um, or, uh, um, you happen to be passing through, we'd love to see you there. Uh, there'll be refreshments there too. And, uh, should be a, should be a nice event. Then where we got is, our, uh,
1: Brian before you jump on to the next one, where is the uh, Canton Center?
2: Well, the, the uh, Canton Clinic is on 5900 North Lots Road, right behind Sam's Club in Canton. And
1: yeah, that's also. Yeah, Ford Road,
2: off of Ford Road. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, right there, very close to 275. Um, a little down the road, a little ways from IKEA, but uh, but yeah, it's just across the, uh, just behind, uh, on lots, just behind the Sam's Club there. Okay. Uh, very nice, very nice uh, place. It's a, That's a that's a that's a nice clinic. It's just gorgeous. Um, then we're going to be back again this year at USA Hockey for Military and Veterans Appreciation Night. That's coming up Friday, March 15th from five until nine. And uh, that's at the USA Hockey Arena at one four nine zero zero Beck Road in Plymouth. Well, and that's nice. always a, always a big event. Veterans get in free and uh, they're the rock stars of the evening. So so join us for that. And then, of course, on March 29th, uh, we've got uh, Vietnam Veterans Day breakfast and resource fair that's going on uh, for, uh, you know, to honor our Vietnam veterans. Uh, that'll be we're actually holding uh, three different events that day, one at the medical center in Ann Arbor, one at the uh, clinic in Canton. And we're doing an event in Toledo at our clinic there as well. And uh we'll be having refreshments there and come by and there be some uh some folks you can speak to about benefits as well. Mainly it's a celebration of our Vietnam veterans.
1: And what time is that are those? Uh those are uh
2: between nine and twelve on uh, March twenty ninth.
1: Nine and twelve. Okay. hmm yeah.
2: So those are, those are kind of the big things going on. And of course, you know, we've always got a lot of construction happening. We're always rebuilding and building onto and improving. Uh, so, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, really, uh, going through, uh, Probably the most inconvenient time right now for fo- some folks, because we're doing a complete remodel of our primary care area. So just letting folks know that that can be a little noisy. There's be some loud noises there sometimes. Um, but rest assured, when that's done, our, our primary care clinic is going to be uh, completely redone. We're uh, you know, redesigning the uh, exam rooms; those are going to be larger. I'm going to have more of them. Uh, so it should be uh, should be a pretty nice design uh, rollout. I'm really looking forward to that happening.
1: Is that going to be in the same area that it is? I know my primary care moved across the hall. Yeah, it'll
2: be, it'll be in the same, it'll be on the same block.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We are creatures of habit. It was was really very interesting watching some of, you know, I can't say older anymore, but (laughs) some of our, yeah, some of the veterans going, where's the purple team now? (laughs) <laughs> where, you know, where they go? And, you know, and it, it's right here. No, it's not here. It's across. Right. The yeah. And all of that stuff.
2: It. But, you know, it's all about improving services yeah. at the end of the day, improving services for our veterans and in a, in a clean, new, modern space.
1: Well, and I'm, a, I am sure that, you know, there is, I'm assuming that there is reconstruction going on in many, many medical centers across the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It seems like the, the, uh federal government finally came up with some funds for us, you know, for you guys to uh, improve your facilities.
2: Yeah. I mean, without getting into the specifics, but there are sort of different buckets of money that you can dip into. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, well, while some areas might you know, have a certain budget, you know, construction might have a completely different budget and that money is set aside, right? Even, you know, for example, during a, you know, a government shutdown or something like that, VA is what's called advance appropriated. So we oh, have yeah. our funds well into the future already appropriated. Oh, even, right. even if the government shuts
1: down. <laughs> and there's always that chance. <laughs> That's
2: always kind of lingering, isn't it?
1: It always seems to be out there. They keep threatening each other that's my political statement for the day <laughs> you, you,
3: know, though, you know though Brian when <clears throat> it's all done and a good results um and a good example is the lab when you Whoa. sit in there and people talk, do you remember when we used to be jammed in the little corner and, and yeah oh and it yeah. is it's so interesting to hear the conversations, and so um. You know, it'll be great when the primary is all done and uh, people mm-hmm. aren't um, wondering where their team has gone, but it'll be worth waiting for.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can't wait for it.
1: I, I, I am sure of that. I think it's, you know, the, the facility. You know, and we. I, I'm sorry for all of our audience out there that we're always kind of bragging about the Charles S. Kettle um, health care system out here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but we are very fortunate. I think, to to have an excellent uh, facility um, associated with a major university. And I know that there are other VAs out there that are associated with other prestigious medical schools, which is one of the advantage, folks. This is why we keep telling you to at least go and register uh-huh. uh, for your health care at the VA. You know, you, you don't have to go there, you know, but it's there. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think is the important message that, uh, we would like to get across to you is that it's available to you. Sometimes it can be, you know, if you're using your own private care insurance, it's, you know, it's, they take care of everything for you. And sometimes you have to pay and not very big. I can tell you that. Yeah,
2: uh, um, copays are very small at the VA. Yeah. Right.
3: Well, and, and, you know, I, I don't think we take and talk about enough that the VA across the country is one of the leading um, entities, um, for research. And mm-hmm. so you might be in Michigan, but if you have a unique, rare entity, but they're studying it in North Carolina, um, because that facility has the expert there, your information will be fed there and it will be a part of a study. And isn't that phenomenal that, you know, you could be, You know, your information and your disease could be involved in some um, study that might result in some benefit to your health. And so I think the research component of this is phenomenal.
2: Mm -hmm. We have a a very big research service in Ann Arbor. A lot of other, you know, VAs around the country do too especially ones that are affiliated with universities
1: yes well i know i keep getting uh it's not that i have a very rare disease or anything like that but i do keep getting requests to participate in research or whatever Uh you know the issue happens to be and if you think about it you know for the men and women that are listening to the program that do have you know unusual um diseases or conditions you're helping the next generation of veterans.
0: Yes. They can yes, figure
1: out how to cure whatever you have. What a great, you know, what a right. great legacy right. to leave.
3: Uh-huh. You yes. know, when,
1: when you think about that. And I, I was you know, and the things that they've come up with and um just to get off on a real quick tangent, uh to remind everybody, you know, if you have had a claim if you have had a claim for Agent Orange, yes, related disease or whatever it is, you need to Go to the, um, think about your children and your grandchildren because this stuff goes down through the genetic tree and yes. they are asking for, um, grandchildren, especially if there's any, um, physical condition to sign up for the registry for, um, for kids yes. to, you know, if, if your child was, I yeah. think that the terms I was looking at recently was, you know, uh, birth defects, yes. especially. So, and you may, you know, not that you're looking for the money, but you may be qualified. You may qualify for some, uh, benefits to, you know, help that, that child, you know, treatment wise right. and, uh, you know, monetarily some, you know, throughout their lives. So well, you know, and- it's always out there.
3: It, it ends huge deal because as we saw last year in August of 22 when they finally, um, uh, uh, Congress responded to or 23 Camp Lejeune and everything was blessed and it included families from the water and everything that was um, adjudicated that they are going back and now offsprings and uh, agent orange is another great example that with defects and offsprings that they could research it, go into the research. And I know we've discussed this before and with, you know, Vietnam day coming up again in March, This is so huge to take a look at, and um, I think it needs to be reported. It needs to be discussed, and um, I think it's so good that it's brought up and, you know, you talk to your practitioners um, and that you enroll in the system.
1: Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have to go to the VA for your care because it's, you know, You can go anywhere. As long as you notify the VA that you're in, you know, that you're seeing somebody or going to a clinic somewhere or you have an emergency or something like that, possibility of it being covered is great. I think that's that's the coolest thing about that. Um, So, oh, the other thing I I was mentioning is, you know, we had a a question earlier this week from uh, from a listener or actually was a lawyer regarding an incarcerated person who got out, um, and is looking for some, some help. And, um, there are so many clinics that are attached to, you know, m- most of the VAs out there. Isn't that the way it goes, Brian?
2: The, yeah. If, the, if you not, have, a I clinic, mean, not
1: just Dan Arbor, but I'm just saying, you know, that there are, you don't necessarily have to go directly to the VA hospital in your area. Not There's,
2: necessarily depends on the care that you need, but yeah, the clinics are, are attached to the medical centers. We call them, it's government speak, but we call them C-box, community based outpatient clinics. They're just, they're just medical clinics, right? Um, and they're attached to the major medical centers. For example, we have the medical center in Ann Arbor and then we have nine other locations of care throughout, um, Michigan and into Ohio.
1: I, I think that's really important, you know, and, and the idea is, you know, maybe your VA is out in the middle of, I don't want to say where, but, you know, but maybe there's, you know, you can't get to it. And maybe yeah, well, there nice are to- some of these CBOTs out there that are available for you to get at least the start of your care.
2: Absolutely. And- you get your most of these. You've got, you've got your mental health, your primary care. There's usually a blood draw, so you can get your labs done, maybe even some physical therapy, you know, things like that. Um, but also just, uh, you know, let me just really underscore the notion that you don't have to go to a VA to enroll in VA health care, you can go to www.va.gov. There'll be a big button there that says register for health care and you can just, it'll walk you right through it. It's so easy, real easy. Get your DD 214 ready because you'll probably need it. But if you can't find it, they'll help you find it.
1: What else can we do for you folks? (laughs) What else do you want us to do? You want us to go to your house and knock on the door and say, Hey, come on. Come on here, sign up. So it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's all there for you. And I would really encourage all of our veteran community to, you know, if, if you have a, a veteran that you know that is living alone, um, you know, doesn't have any family any longer or something along those lines, if you could strike up a, a, a relationship with them, find out if they're utilizing the VA and if they're not, encourage them to, you know, go online or maybe you can, Go online with them because there are some people that, you know, the internet is like the big fear factor of the world and uh, help them register. Yeah. And it's, that's,
2: it's, it's all great healthcare, you know, too. And, you know, a lot of folks have opinions about, you know, VA healthcare. You know, maybe if they, you know, think about the VA in the 1970s, they may have had a very, very different experience than what the VA is now. But I can't, I can't speak for other healthcare systems, because that's not my role, but as far as VA Ann Arbor healthcare system goes, you know, we, we received a five star, uh, rating from CMS, which is the, uh, the agency that rates, uh, you know, Medicare and Medicaid rates, um, uh, medical centers, both public and private, um, uh, you know, based on their quality of care and a bunch of metrics, right? And measures, um, and, you know, we're, we're one of the few five stars. We even beat, uh, um, a couple of big private hospitals around here, including the University of Michigan, Michigan Medicine. You know, we are as far as quality of care goes. So, so if you're thinking about quality of care and coming to the VA, the quality is good. It is really good.
1: I, I, yeah, again, I encourage people to at least try it out. You know, some, some people have bad experiences with medical issues. In civilian hospitals, just as, you know, it's just the same. And, yeah, it happens. And I think that you'll, uh, the other thing I think you'll find in most cases is that the VA staff, that at least I've run into from just the people I see in the hallways, they're all friendly. They're all very helpful. And, the, you know, their whole meaning of life is to help you, the veteran, mm-hmm. to do what what they can for you. I mean, you mm-hmm. you were willing to pay that ultimate price, and this is the least that we can do to help you out.
2: Well, and remember, too, that the, you know, the employees that you meet at the VA, at least at Ann Arbor, about 30% of them are veterans.
1: Right. Themselves. Yeah. It's always cool when you go see a tech and, you you know, find out what service they were in and what they were mm-hmm. doing and so forth. And Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't remember his name right off the hand. It was um, a Navy guy that was doing um, CAT scans. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was a big burly guy, but he was, you know,
2: entered- I, I know who you're talking about. I can't, I'm not going to say his name on the page. No, I know who you're talking he, about. He,
1: he had great rapport and yeah. he was very empathetic and uh, alleviated any of my tensions that I had or apprehensions of, uh, you know, getting any of these tests that these keep sending yeah, super, me around for.
2: Super nice guy and a fellow Navy vet.
1: Yeah. See, <laughs> there you go. So, you know, again, we're encouraging, encouraging you to do that. Um, I, th- I think Brian, I, I th- we're going to kind of go over to the uh, disability side and, and talk with, with General Falzone about some of the things that are going on. And I, I wish you would hang on because I don't know if this, if you are familiar with these things or not. And I know that we've talked about older veterans care before. But I think it's, it's important to um, bring up again. I keep seeing what motivates me to keep, you know, repeating these stories is I keep seeing these. They say that they're homeless veterans out there. And um, I, I just want to, you know, grab them, pull them in the car and drive them off to the VA and say, okay, here you go. They're going to be able to help you.
2: Yeah, VA has a robust uh, homeless veteran program. Uh we house so many veterans, help get them into apartments, safe housing. Um you know, we have an entire department that's dedicated to that at every VA medical center.
1: Okay, hold on. Is there a is you don't happen to have a phone number for that, do you?
2: I don't, but um uh, they're but they're on the website. It? Yeah, they're on the they're on the website. It's just called the uh, homeless veteran program. Yes. HVP. Yeah.
1: Okay, homeless veteran program. I'll, I'll look yeah. that up while we, when, when, yes. when we take a break. Um,
2: it's a huge priority.
1: I would, I would think so. And then, and, and just to get these people a warm meal and warm place to stay and at least for a little while to get them back on their feet, whatever their situation may be, is, it is, is again, this is what we're trying to do for you folks. So please, um, the thing I mentioned uh with the el it said elder care. <laughs> General Fossil, no, 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 we're you know, we're all elder. No, we're not. Um uh, you, know, you know, whatever. However I old am physically, <laughs> my brain is still only eighteen years old. Um <laughs> but I that there were benefits and it doesn't necessarily have to be family benefits. You know, we've talked about aided dependent families before, but this would be just for the individual veteran. And it was, you know, it was the aid in attendance thing. I mean, can, can you talk about that, either general or, or, or Brian?
3: Well, well, the aid in attendance, um, it depends. Is it for the veteran, Dale, or yes. is the aid in attendance for the spouse? This but is for the
1: veteran t- per se.
3: Okay. So the aid in attendance is going to deal with, the veteran, and then there's a couple elements to this because does, I would say, does the veteran have a disability benefit already? Because then depending on what he has, and I think we've talked about this before, um depending on the percentage, we could go after what is called pension. And does he have special, he or she have special monthly compensation? and does he have special monthly compensation? And, um, what is the disability? Um, but with aid and attendance, it's really important with daily activity needs. Could they bathe themselves? Could they feed themselves? Um, are, are they toileting? Um, can they, you know, do they drive? Do they do their own laundry? How much assistance do they need for those daily activities of living? And when you have three or four elements um, that you know you really need assistance with, are you homebound? You know you can't no. leave your house. Um, some of our young veterans, and that's where I was having discussions pre when you've got severe PTSD and you you've got that anxiety and. The fear, and you're 30 and 40 years old, and you can't even leave your house, and you're homebound, you know, you sort of fit in this category. Um, and so you just have to break down all of the elements and look at each veteran and each case um, as, as a separate um, element and break it down, Dale. So that's why sometimes it's really hard to give. A direct answer. But then with aid in attendance, there is a is a form and an application and you go back through um, um, the VA and um, we could help with that. And it's a combination of looking at the disability benefits and then how could the veteran get some care and looking at the whole pieces.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the whole thing that that we want to do. Uh, yes, you know, we mentioned before we went on the air that we were asked that the next item was going to be talking about incarcerated veterans. And joining me on the line right now is we have a phone in from attorney uh, Laura Sutton who sent us uh, an email regarding uh, a uh, an incarcerated veteran who just got out, and we're trying to figure
4: out how to help him. So, Laura, welcome to Veterans Radio. Thank you. I do have to correct that. He's not out. We're trying to get him out, and we are filing a commutation request for this man. He's in Duane Waters Hospital right now. He's totally blind and bedridden, um, but he does have a honorable service record. He was a Marine. He served a tour in Vietnam and has medals, and we're trying to get him released. He's 75, almost 76 years old. And he has spent fifty years in prison, so um, he needs all kinds of help once he gets out. But is there any way we can start the? Because all this stuff takes time, and including our commutation process. But I know that the Michigan Department of Corrections would not want (laughs) to, even if they were inclined to release him, put him out with no prospects and nowhere to be. He does have a family member, a daughter which could provide him maybe some very short term temporary care but he needs care being blind and unable to walk he needs care
3: let's see so. Laura um this is yeah. Caroline so um the VSO who's not on our line today and legal help for veterans we already talked before this and we were going to give you a call say oh. tomorrow to start to put oh. the pieces together but this would be um, Good. a joint team effort because as Brian is, I'm sure Brian is still on the phone. If we could get mm-hmm. him placed, he would be a great candidate for one of the programs with the VHA on the hospital side, along right. with the VBA side, which is called the family caregivers program. And if we okay. get him even in there, um, and if there wasn't even a family member, we could get mm-hmm. him into the general caregivers program where we could get somebody to give him care because if he's blind he might you know he might be out there already extremely eligible for um, a very high level disability but we have to Uh apply for those issues and get him out of prison first. I know that that's our problem and you
4: know it's sort of the fact that we're trying to get him out, but we have to have some kind of a network for him to, if they do release him to go to because he does need wow. care. And right. we thought of the VA right away because he is a veteran. He does have an honorable discharge. He has a one, he has a very good service record and he needs, like I said, he needs care and he would be a very easy patient to work with because he knows who he is and where he is. He just can't see. Yeah. So, um, It would be, he would be easy to work with, but we, if you plan to call me tomorrow, I hope I would really appreciate it. And I can give you more specific detail. Yes. And I I don't want to tie up the whole radio program, but I, I would really appreciate a call and I will be here.
3: Yep. Uh Dave, D- uh David and I from the Washtenaw community, mm-hmm. um um our VSO, um yes. already had discussed that, that you would be receiving a call tomorrow. Wonderful. I will be here. Are you going to
4: call me on my cell phone or my office phone? I gave you both numbers.
3: Um we'll we'll make sure it happens. Okay. Um, I will be here. I will be here. So, see it works. Yay. Yay. Thank you so
4: much. I really appreciate it because um, not having had a veteran in my, well, I did have a veteran in my family, but one that was not eligible for VA care um, in a long time, this was all new to me. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'll share the information that I have with my co-counsel. Thank you so
3: much. Well, God bless you for helping this veteran. Um, We 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 really appreciate that because that's what it also takes. Um, People out there like you, your time and your energy um, to help a veteran. So thank you, Laura. Well, you're welcome.
4: I'm more than willing to do that because do it because he's very deserving. So thank you. Thank you very very much.
1: Thank you very much, Laura, for calling us. And as I you know. You're going to be hearing from uh, some experts tomorrow, and I think they might be able to help you out. I think she's gone. Okay. Uh, Again, this is what we try to do here on Veterans Radio. We'll do anything we can to help our fellow veterans. And so if you know of somebody who is having a problem, even a problem with a disability or a problem with a hospitalization, you know, we know who to contact. We have, you know, people that can help out. And so that's what we wanted to remind you about. So if you have a question yourselves, you could give us a call 734-822-1600. I need to take a quick break. And, uh, when we come back, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about that in- incarcerated thing because there's a lot of things that are available to, people who have been incarcerated, who think for whatever reason they might have lost, I mean, they, I'll go into details when we come back. So when you're listening to Veterans Radio, we will be right back.
0: The Medal of Honor is the highest award for valor and combat given a member of the Armed Forces of the United States. There have been over 3,400 recipients of the nation's highest award. This is one of them. Staff Sergeant Drew Dix was working on a CIA project near Cambodia when the Tet Offensive began details after this if you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans Appeals contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800 they're experts in handling cases before the US Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims their number again 1-800-693-4800 Dix's mission was to coordinate intelligence gathering with a unit made up mainly of indigenous Vietnamese Cambodians and Chinese Nungs in late January Dix and his men were operating with part of a SEAL platoon to get information about a rumored Viet Cong offensive. On January 31st, Dix's unit returned to base to find the Tet offensive had begun and the city had been overrun. When they tried to land, they encountered heavy fire. One SEAL was killed, the others pulled out, leaving Dix with only a handful of indigenous soldiers. He moved through the city, picking up pockets of friendly soldiers. His first mission was to rescue an American nurse. Then he brought several CIA employees to safety. Dixon and his men moved through the city in an effort to liberate it. He assaulted a building alone in the face of heavy fire to rescue two Filipinos. He killed six Viet Cong and brought out the men. Dix and his men fought through the night, taking back the hotel, theater, embassy house, and other buildings. On February 2nd, after 56 hours of battle, the city was freed. Dixon's men had killed an estimated 200 V.C. He was presented the Medal of Honor by President Johnson on January 16th, 1969. The Medal of Honor series is a production of Veterans Radio.
2: Military veterans touch everyone's life. I'm guessing right now you're thinking of a veteran, a close friend, relative. Maybe it's you. Even the toughest of us sometimes need help but don't know where to turn for support. You don't need special training to help a veteran in your life. We can all help someone going through a difficult time. Learn how you can be there for veterans. Visit VeteransCrisisLine.net. VeteransCrisisLine.net. A message from the U.S. Department of Veterans
5: Affairs.
1: We're back here on Veterans Radio, here to answer any of your questions regarding the VA, uh, hospital side and disability side, if we can, or at least we can point you in the right direction where you can get the information that you need um our guests are Brian Hayes from the Ann Arbor VA and General Retired General Carol Ann Falsoun for Legal Help for Veterans. And um Brian, I just wanted to let you know that I we did receive your other PSAs from the uh from the <laughs> okay. from the VA and we will be attaching those to our Medal of Honor things as we go along. Great. Thank you. Um Oh, here we go. All right. We have, and speaking of upcoming events, uh, we got Leroy Page is on the phone calling in from Belleville, uh, with an upcoming Veterans Benefits event, uh, I think in the next week or so. So Leroy, welcome to Veterans Radio.
5: Thank you, Dale. Uh, uh first of all, I'd like to say, uh, thank you and, uh, General for the, for your service, uh, in the military. And I also am a veteran. I served in Vietnam. But uh yeah, most importantly is this uh veterans resource event going on uh on Thursday, February twenty ninth, from ten o'clock in the morning till two. And, uh, first I thought when you were announcing it earlier that, the, you had got the flyer that I sent in. So, <laughs> so I said, well, I'm just going to hang in there and see if, uh, it really, you know, if you're able to announce it. But I said, well, let me, I have something else I'd like to, uh, share with you about my, uh, you might say lack of, a lack of, uh, being able to, uh, get a, a benefits through the VA. But anyway, uh, I still wanted to make sure that uh, we announced this, uh, river, this uh, Veterans Resource event.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Leroy, can you tell us, uh, I, you said it's on uh, Thursday the 29th from 10 to 2, and where is this being
5: held? Okay, this is at the River of Life Assembly of God Church, 16650 Sumter Road, about two miles south of Belleville, on, on Sumter Road. Okay. And, uh. So
1: for those that are familiar, you, you head south out of Belleville and, uh, hit Sumpner Road and.
5: Right. Just before you get to Beemans Road, there will be a church on the right hand side. Uh, we, uh, you know, uh, normally you'll be able to tell that we were there with all the flags that we have flying on the flagpole. but, uh, right now because of the winter, they're not, uh, they're not there. <laughs> but anyhow, it's right on the right hand side as you're going south on Sumpner Road. Oh, you
1: really can't miss it. Okay, we will do that. Thank you very much, Leroy, and our best best wishes. I know you're going to have some resources there to help out veterans again as as well. There are resources going on all over the country, folks, and if you try to pay attention and try to see if you can find them, I think you're going to uh, help yourself out or help out a friend. You know, the the American Legion has this buddy uh, check, in. I think it's called a buddy check, and it's really kind of neat. I thought it was cool because they call every once a month, they call and just see if you're still, <laughs> if you're still here. And I think that that's uh, really neat of, of them to do that. So again, thank you, Leroy, for that. If you have any events that you want to promote, you know, especially in our local area or even out in, you know, we are affiliates in California, M E T out there. We've got affiliates in Detroit, a WDTK, and a, Oh, I just I got an email today that WDTK is uh, replaying our program on Saturdays at noon. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to go on, but uh, the, we, we want to thank them for doing that. And we're also at KFOW outside of Minnesota. So you can always, you know, if you miss something, you can go there. Today's program will be uploaded probably by about 7 o'clock Eastern time, and you'll be able to listen to what we talked about today. Alrighty. Um
3: Dale, I, I want to make um, an announcement. I don't know if um, Brian was going to do this, but um, coming up shortly, um, and the VA's already started it, the VA will no longer send any veteran benefits to multiple bank accounts. And I, I really think this is huge. Um, and they hope to have this all completed by April 20th. So if you're out there and you're receiving um, benefits from, to multiple bank accounts. Um, and the reason, one of the big reasons they're doing this is to try to decrease some of the fraud that's going on with checks. And we just recently had several um of that those checks occur with with some of our own veterans and we had to track it down and now we're dealing with applying to debt management to to work through the system so our veteran doesn't have to repay those benefits for the second check that was issued. Um, the veteran never Got those benefits. And so when they issued the second check, it was because, you know, he should have got the check in Michigan, but it was cashed in Texas. Um, so mm-hmm. they are really trying, uh, to do away, um, and to, uh, and, you know, to reduce the fraud. I, I never thought about that happening. Um, when I saw this and then don't you think this has happened two or three times in the last couple months with these mm-hmm. fraudulent checks? And I was surprised. But the multiple bank accounts, this is probably going to be affecting across the country. Fifty thousand veterans that this is happening to. So, um they hope to notify you, and the the big group that this is really affecting, that they're trying to contact directly, are the student veterans. I guess the ones that are in school that are getting their benefits, maybe they're going to a different account. Um, if they're getting student benefits, um, books and tuition and things like that, and then they're getting maybe a VA benefit So I was thinking about that. Holy moly, you know, that that could really create a problem. So I just wanted to make that announcement to make people aware.
1: That's okay. I had it here. Uh, Seems to me somebody from Legal Help sent me an email earlier in the week about this. (laughs) Here's I have the sheet in front of me. It says instead, if veterans do not consolidate their uh, distributions into one account, By August, by April 20th, it says the department processes will be beginning to send all of the benefits to a single account, but it doesn't say which one. So you've got to let them know or, you know, you, you got to keep an eye out as to where, you know, all these, these checks might end up. And they know that they're, they're, they're apologetic that such a move could cause some financial problems for individuals expecting to find the money in bank A and it turns up to be in credit union C. Um, yeah. So you got to start looking for that. And they're going to be doing that over the next two months. Read your mail, folks. Right. They're gonna be sending you well, notifications that this is going to be occurring. Um, and I'm sure that there'll probably be some online site that you can go right. to to consolidate where the money is going to go.
3: Well, you uh, don't so even that- think about it, Dale, but you know, when I started to peel back that onion, if you do have multiple accounts, think about this. What if you have bills? Electric bills, gas bills, all of these bills being paid by this account, and then other bills and things being paid by this account. And if you don't take care of it and the VA decides, okay, we're going to go to this account, you're going to be late. What if it's a mortgage or another payment? Then you're Mm going to be in big time trouble. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be
1: a mess. So make sure that, uh, you, you know. Read your mail, as I said, read your mail. They're not going to call you. They don't call, you know, call you and ask you questions and things, but make sure that you uh, do this. Um, I just wanted to, to, to to talk briefly about this incarcerated veterans thing because I hadn't even thought about it. And I was reading online at the, on the VA website about this. And, you know, if you happen to be a veteran and you happen to have been, Incarcerated or are incarcerated, especially for in a federal prison, you lose your benefits and the vast majority of them, it's said. And sometimes you have to work with somebody. Let's suppose that you have dependents. You have to work with a veteran service officer, somebody within that, that's, um, spectrum of, of, of how you can keep some of them. You are not entitled to them while you're in prison, but you may be able to get some of them sent to your families. At least that's what it, it's, it says here. And then there are re, re-entry programs, of course. And we touched on this earlier in the program. If you have been incarcerated and, uh, you know, once you get out, which is what we're going to have to, you're going to be having to deal with with the, the um, attorney we were talking to, you're going to have to reapply, unfortunately, for all of that. So, Get the help that you need. Ask for help. Don't be afraid. Don't be stubborn and say, I'll figure this out. Um, Don't try to do it on your own. It's much too complicated. And I I encourage you to, you know, get the help that you need, whether it's medical care or it's, you know, if you were on disability before you got in trouble, you you could still get it back. So don't, you know, don't think that just because – you were, you know, sent away for a while that you've lost everything. There are people out there that will do everything they can to make you as whole as possible. Caroline, you had, you wanted to, I know you wanted to comment well, on that. It, I,
3: I think the important thing is, um, you know, in, in any situation, it's filling out the right paperwork, understanding the system, um, you know, it, it if you needed open heart surgery, you're not going to go to a, a cardiologist who's done it for the first time. You're going to want to go to somebody that's done it a thousand times. And so, you know, in in talking to Dave earlier and knowing that, you know, he was we were talking about calling Laura tomorrow. Um, It's getting the paperwork right, assisting where we could to to help this veteran. Um with this incarceration um, or any item that it could be aid in attendance, incarceration, getting a veteran's benefit, helping with a dependency, um, a death to get a, a widow on DIC. It doesn't matter. Um, contact somebody. Don't try to do it by yourself. Um, you know, reach out um, and, and ask one of the experts to help you.
1: Brian, I I I don't know if you're the expert on this or not, but you know, you mentioned the homeless programs that the VA does have. You know, it sounds like this uh, Marine, when he gets out, he's going to have nowhere to go. Is that Um,
2: well? You know, I'm not sure if the homeless program is going to be exactly what's right for him. We have, you know, programs that will, uh, you know, help veterans find. You know, living situations where, where, where they need, you know, special care. Um, and we can, they can, you know, definitely have, uh, infrastructure to help set that up. VA also has a, a very good blind rehab program. Um, we specialize in it. So, um, there are ways that we can get in and, 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 and help them, uh, you know, get what they need, you know, um, you know, considering their disability, right? So, you know, it's the, 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 you know, the, I guess the top line message is, you know, there's so many services that VA offers. Um, you really just got to poke around and look and ask questions because chances are, if there's something that you need and you're a veteran, we have it for you.
1: And I, and I think that, that that's the message that we want to get out because as, as uh, the lawyer that was on the program a little bit earlier pointed out that she was not familiar with how the VA works. And, you know, she's just, her goal right now is to get this, you know, Marine out of jail. He's been there for 50 years, for Pete's sake. Yeah. Um, and he's totally, you know, pretty much it sounds like he's totally disabled.
2: Yeah, and it's a shame, really. It's just, you know, just got to ask the questions and look. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, v- VA is not a big mysterious monolith. You know, just go to va.gov and uh, poke around and you'll find so many things that can be helpful. And that's for all the veterans listening, not just the veteran that we're talking about, but for everybody. Right. It's a comprehensive website. Uh, very easy to navigate. It was designed specifically to be an easy to navigate website. So hit va.gov. It'll take you to every place you need to go to find out what you need.
1: That's where I got all my information from. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. This well, morning it's it, there. Medical center. Yeah. And each medical center has their own website too. Ours is anarbor.va.gov. <laughs> so that's easy to remember, right?
1: <laughs> right. Right. And it is, and it it is very user friendly. And, um, again, we, you know, I hate to keep repeating it, but we, you know, just encouraging you, if you're not in the system, in this case, get in the system. That's all we want you to do because you that, don't know whether you're going to need it or not. Right. Yeah. That really
2: is the first yeah. step. You really, really got to enroll. And if you've tried to enroll before and you weren't successful, your circumstances may have changed. Oftentimes the laws change do it again, you know, enroll again. Um, you know, you know, if you're, if you're enrolling for healthcare, that's fine. Also I want to remind folks too, you know, if you're having, if, if there's a veteran that's having a mental health crisis, the nature of their discharge doesn't matter. They can get that mental health care through VA by reporting to a VA to get the care they need if they're in crisis. So when we, you know, I just want to kind of just highlight that because oftentimes when we talk about VA care, we talk about, you know, honorably discharged, general discharge, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. we often forget about, you know, folks who, you know, may may have a mental health crisis. It doesn't matter what the nature of your discharge was. You will get the care you need for your mental health at VA.
1: I think that's a really important message there. And, um, Very critical. you know, well, th- there are so many people that think that they don't have anything available to them. Yeah. And this is, you know, that that. I, I was not aware of that. That's, that's cool. I yeah. That was,
2: uh, Dale, that was signed into law, I believe last year or maybe late, late 2022. It's called the Compact Act.
1: Mm-hmm. There are so many changes that have occurred over the last 10, 20 years. You know, I, I've, I've talked to veterans that say, Oh, I tried the VA back in the seventies. It was terrible. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that VA anymore. No, you know, it's like, it's not no. your father's Buick. It's, it's, no. <laughs> It's, no. a, it's a new entity and it is much more user, much more user friendly. And uh, again, we encourage you to do that. Uh, yeah. We're coming up on a uh, two minutes to go. It's really fast. Doesn't it sometimes um, yeah. there, is there any other thing that you want to touch on either one of you?
3: I just think if you have any doubts about benefits or if there's anything out there, just reach out and ask the questions. There's enough great people out there that are willing to help you, um, and that also goes for family members because I think we overlook our family members sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't
1: we don't talk to them enough. To tell them what's available to them and you know to to us at same time. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, you can always just, just wanted to, you know, just remind you, you know, go to va.gov, get your questions answered. If you'd like to, if you'd rather speak to somebody in person, you can always report to a local medical center or clinic and there'll be somebody there that can help you too. Um, but also show up at some of the big events that we have. We do events all year long. Last year we did 173 outreach events yeah. just in the Ann Arbor area, just reaching out to veterans to tell them about their benefits. Remember next Saturday, 10 o'clock to two o'clock at the Canton Seabach. Right behind the Sam's Club on Lots Road.
1: Okay, and I have another announcement for March, real quick, that I, I want to remind everybody. Hey, we're getting a section of uh, of I ninety four named the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Highway. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a there's <laughs> going to be a ceremony on that on the twenty ninth of March, and it's going to be at the VA Medi- uh, Memorial here, uh, not the VA the Vietnam Veterans Memorial here in Washtenaw County. I know that we're running out of time. Thank you both very much for being on our program. We encourage everybody to come back at the end of next month because we're going to be doing our benefits program again. So if any questions come along, let us know about that. Thank you both very much for being on our program today. It was very helpful, I think. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Thank you Brian. Thank you, Carolyn. Appreciate it very much. So this is Reba McIntyre going to be doing God Bless America today. So until next week, this is Dale Throneberry. For all of us here at Veterans Radio, you are dismissed.
5: God bless America, the land that I love, stand beside her.